that's great. That's just fucking great, man. Now what the fuck are we supposed to do? We're some real pretty shit now, man. You finished. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. Establish contact with a terraforming colony, but instead clashes with the xenomorph queen and her offspring. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a good year, and tonight on Extras and Epilogues, we are talking about the sci-fi classic. I actually, uh, Donald Trump is the best president. Can I don't do know. This one? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> do this one? Go ahead. Uh, we're talking about the classic '90s sitcom Home Improvement, <laughs> starring Tim. <laughs> I almost got him, damn it. I almost got Pepsi all over his monitor. Oh, uh, oh no, 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 no. Canada Dry. Blackberry edition. Oh, hey. Yeah. Blackberry? Yes. Well, that's a good guess. Good Pepsi's for Call of Duty after this. Ladies that's and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the theater. My name is Shannon Young. I'm going to be your host tonight. Uh, I retract what I said earlier about Donald Trump being the best president. In, in the business, we call that sarcasm. Here with me tonight to talk about Aliens, which is the movie we're actually reviewing tonight. Uh, Double H is here with me once again. Oh, God, it's game over, man. Game over. Speaking of the games, Stephen Bright. You heard the man. You know the drill. Assholes and elbows. (laughs) Assholes and elbows was the name of my country rock album in 2023. Because it's coming out in a week, is what I'm trying to tell you. Um, and he's writing it tonight. It's all about Tim Allen. Tim Allen's actually on the soundtrack on her. I should have. Uh, I should have gone with a different one, which was the uh, what's it? The stop your grinning and drop your linen. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure you have my favorite. Uh, you don't have my favorite trivia on this one. I'll tell that, but I'll tell it here here in a little bit. Okay. Uh, so right. we're continuing our tradition of Michael Bean. It's it's been a good year. What started yes. as a mistake in recording turned into a <laughs> yearly tradition at this point. And yes. this is the first yes. year we're doing it. Michael Bean is adorning our our logo and our, our banner on, on our website. So it's all about Michael yeah. Bean this year. And tonight we're talking about one of, I would say, other than Terminator, this to me is my favorite role he's in. Or at least I think the best role he's in. I, him as Johnny Ringo has a special place in my heart. But him as uh, Corporal Dwayne Hicks is probably, would you say this is more iconic than his Kyle Reese? Or do you think Kyle Reese is is his best known? I think it's Kyle Reese for me. I I mean, again, for me, it's Johnny Ringo. It's 100% Johnny Ringo all the way, no question about it. But I, I don't know. I think Kyle Reese is a little more iconic, if only because Ripley so heavily overshadows. I know it sounds crazy. Uh, in, in that Schwarzenegger is the Terminator. Like when you think yeah. of Terminator, it's Schwarzenegger, <laughs> and that's it. But when you think of Alien, I think you think of Ellen Ripley. I, it, yeah. In both of those cases, I don't immediately go to Michael Bean's characters, but 
Terminator and Kyle Reese is, is uh, it's a little more iconic to me. There's, I think the other thing is too, there's so much of an ensemble cast for this movie between, yes. um, you know, not the just colonial Marines and Michael and... Bean, but yeah, all the, the colonial Marines, uh, Lance Henriksen, um, Bill Paxton. I mean, there's just so many other people to, to focus on. Yeah. I think yeah. it's Kyle Reese. Not that I don't love him in this movie. He's great in this movie, but yeah. But yeah. yeah. 100% agree with all of that. Um, last night we did a special episode of extras and epilogues. The, the first one Hunter wasn't on ever. Yep. Um, only because he hadn't seen, seen the movie. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about Godzilla minus one with Billy Hills and Lindsay, and it was a good show. Go back and listen to that. And I actually had to type up all the notes and everything myself. I meant to put them in here, but instead I just did it on a notepad. So I, I made a space for them. So you can always go back and put them in there. Cause I want to have each page is accurate right now. I do exactly one page of notes. And so like, if you go to page 23, it's episode I see 23. That. Yeah. So, yeah. Part of the reason I didn't do it is because I was afraid if I put the ending in there, somebody would read it and spoil it. So oh, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. <clears throat> None of the movies we've covered so far are ones that anyone could really mistakenly read the spoiler. If you don't know how aliens goes at this point, <laughs> Zach Price. Well, so so to be fair, when we started it, um, Sarah watched it with me. We just watched it. We finished it like maybe half an hour ago. Mm. Um, and as it started, I said, "Do you remember like what happened in the previous one?" Because she was thinking she hadn't seen this one, and she goes, "Man, vaguely, like kind of." So I briefly recapped the original, and then as I was doing it, and I was restarting this one, we're not you know a full minute into this movie. She goes, "Wait a minute." game over man game over and i was like yeah yeah yeah. she's like okay i have seen this i've definitely seen this yeah it's just been so long like all she needed was bill paxton his name came and she's like oh oh yeah i've seen this he's the quotable one um that's right i don't i don't know steven with the terminator hunter and Uh, i i think agreed i think we agreed hunter correct me if i'm wrong that even though we understand terminator 2 is the well the better known picture in the in the series that the original Terminator was still our favorite. We we like okay. the first one better. Yeah. 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 Where, where Terminator two might even in some ways be a better movie. I like the first one better. Agreed. Agreed. See, uh, with me, Terminator two, I actually watched first. Like I never actually got around to the first Terminator until a couple of years later. And, um, I guess, you know, my first one, I enjoyed that more. I did enjoy like seeing, Schwarzenegger as the bad guy because he was good. That, that was yeah, cool. Yeah. He was good. He was real. <laughs> and good. I was like, uh, whenever I saw Carl Reese and it's like he's human, what the fuck are they gonna do against the Terminator? This <laughs> 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 is the second his movie. Best. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but well, um, yeah, I don't know if I feel the same way about this one though because I uh, so when it comes to the first Alien film. I do like it. It's got a great cast. What it's got, uh, obviously, mm-hmm. obviously Sigourney Weaver again. Um, Yafet Kodo is in it. Um, oh God, John Hurt. Um, that was the first one. That's what I'm saying. That's what, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're talking. Oh, not the first. Okay, gotcha. I, I, I can't. I can never remember the guy. He was on Picket Fences, and I can never remember his name. He was probably the 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 most well known actor in the first. Not Tom Skerritt. Tom Skerritt. Yes, Tom Skerritt. Yeah. I had to go looking at names because it was also driving me nuts. I can't remember any of them. You mentioned John Hurt. Um, oh, Yafet Kodo, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, whoever played Ash. I, I know him, but I can't remember his name. Ian Holm. Ian Holm. There it is. So great yeah. cast in the first one. I like the first movie a lot. A lot of people say the first film is more like a haunted house film in space. And that's absolutely yeah. that's, that's accurate. Uh, yeah. 
it's a lot slower paced than aliens. And sometimes when I watch the original alien film, it does feel a little boring in parts. Yeah. It's, it's very long. It's very long. And if you, if you watch the director's cut, it's even longer. Um, (laughs) I think unlike Terminator two to Terminator one, I think aliens is the superior alien film. And I don't, I don't think many people would disagree with that. It feels very different because it is, Less of a it war is film. Different. It is. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. an action movie. It's just a movie. different genre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an action yeah. movie. So for what for what it's worth, because I went and looked out of curiosity, this movie, Aliens, the one that we're reviewing, runs two hours and thirteen minutes. Um, no, that's not right. Sixteen hundred twenty. Two hours and yeah, seventeen, two 17 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Two hours and seventeen minutes. The original <laughs> movie runs an hour and fifty nine minutes. So it is just under. 20 minutes shorter and it's a, again it's a horror movie right. versus an action i mean an action a lot more slower movie, but an parts with that one a lot of slower right. parts yeah a lot of a lot of a creep- haunted house movie shouldn't take almost two hours that's no. that's the only thing no yeah. and i do want to rewatch it because i haven't watched the original alien in a while it's been it's been years yeah and i kind of want to give it another chance but aliens i find very little fault to, to, to be seen in Aliens. Aliens, yeah. written and directed by James Cameron, came out July 18th, 1986. Here's your facts. Starring Sigourney Weaver, Michael Bean, Paul <laughs> Reiser, Bill Paxton, <laughs> and uh, 137 minutes, not quite in the sweet spot, but for Aliens, if it's good, you can forgive it. If it, like Godzilla, it's an epic. I yeah. mean, it's like Godzilla Star Wars, one. like yeah. some of those movies. Yeah, they're going to be a little bit longer because you have to. And again, you have to establish a lot of the sci-fi stuff. When you set something so far out of the realm of reality, you have to start kind of explaining what's the setting. Who are these characters? What are they doing? You need a little more time for that than just here's a guy going mm-hmm. to work. All right. Well, I see that every day. Like, right. that's no big deal. And they do a great job with that in this movie. It, it establishes a universe very quickly. And there's a lot of iconic yep. characters in this film. There's a lot of iconic lines. The first one, I think the only the only thing that was iconic about the first movie, other than the movie itself, because it was fantastic, was the Xenomorph. Obviously, the Xenomorph yeah. was iconic. And the fact that Sigourney Weaver, as Ellen Ripley, wore the smallest pair of underwear in cinema history at the end of the original <laughs> Alien... Even as continues into this one, dude. Even as a kid, it wasn't as small though. No, it was covered a bit more. Dear God, that first movie. I remember (laughs) I watching it and going like, "Well, that was unexpected." And my favorite part of the first one was that Jonesy the cat survived. Anytime the animal survives, big thumbs up for me. So. Yeah. That was fantastic. Oh, I was and so made angry. It the second one. Yeah. yeah. We were still talking about the first one, but I was so angry when she left him in the carrier whenever the, you know, alien was after her. But then, you know, she <laughs> went back for him. So it's okay. So you yeah. forgave her. You forgave her. That's what that's what Ellen Ripley does. She goes back. Yeah. By the way, this is a yeah. weird time to throw this in, but I, I didn't know it until today. Shannon, I don't know about you. It had never dawned on me that Sigourney is kind of an unusual name. It is. Yeah. You know where she got this name? Her mother. I don't know that that's. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, uh, but I don't know enough about it to dispute it. No, um, I. So I actually haven't found exactly where, why she chose it, but her, so her name, for what it's worth, is Susan Alexandra Weaver. I didn't know that she went by she went by Susie when she was younger. Okay, but she was also six foot tall by the time she was thirteen. She's tall cool. lady. and she was like, all right, Susie's not going to work for me anymore. <laughs> so she found Sigourney as it's a character in the great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Okay. Um, and she really liked that Sigourney is a gender neutral French name. <laughs> that means the conqueror. 
I, I like think it's that. pronounced Sigourney or yeah. Sigourney. Yeah. And Sigourney. she just pronounces it Sigourney. But she said in an interview a couple of years ago, I want to say with Vanity Fair or somebody, because she's like, I think she's 72 now. Uh, she said in an interview with him, she's like, yeah, but now everybody in my personal life just calls me Siggy anyway. So I'm right back where I started. Like, <laughs> oh, it's really better than Susie ever was. <laughs> I, I think when we talk about Michael Bean being such a, a huge part of that era in film. Hey, we often yeah. have to mention the fact that Sigourney Weaver, boy, you couldn't find a hotter actress in Hollywood during this time period between this and Ghostbusters. And Ghostbusters. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, she was yeah. lighting the world on fire um, and such a different role, too. To me, her in Ghostbusters as Dana Barrett versus her and this is Ellen Ripley is almost like Linda Hamilton in Terminator yeah. versus Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2. There's such a drastic <laughs> difference between them. Like, it almost seems like two oh, yeah. different people completely. That's That's the sign of a good actor right there. So... To give a little backstory on the first film, if you've never seen Alien, basically there's a space crew. They they find a egg. The egg opens uh, chest. Uh, the the what are they? I've got face a hugger. face hugger. Hey, Thank face you. hugger. Yeah. Face hugger snatches one of them up. There's the classic scene at dinner where it breaks out of his chest and kills the crew. Sigourney Weaver as Ellen Ripley is the only survivor. She goes into basically like cryo sleep for an un- undetermined amount of time. Now, if you want to know what happens. Years. And if you want to know what happens in between Alien 1 and Aliens, do yourself a favor, play Alien Isolation. It's a fantastic game, and it deals yep. with Ellen's daughter, which, or, which they they kind of ref, they, they definitely reference in Aliens, and in the extended uh, the extended version, there's even more of it. But it's it's a good way to see what happened in between Alien and Aliens because I believe it's official canon too. So yeah. it's it's yeah. all good, and it's a fantastic game. It's an amazing game. Well. Yeah. Aliens picks up, would you say, Stephen, how long? 57 years. Aliens picks up 57 years later. Ellen Ripley is found. She's taken back to safety. And wouldn't you know it, before too long, the company, Waylon Utani, comes a-calling and says, Hey, would you mind going back to one of those planets? Because we think something's going on. And we'd really like your stamp of approval on this one. And of course, also, you kind of owe us because you blew up this like four hundred thousand dollar <laughs> ship or whatever. Yeah. She's like, yeah, the one with the aliens on it <laughs> was trying to kill us all. Yeah, but you know. I guess you got me by the balls, chief. You got me mad about I you. Guess- I guess she decides because she's just has, you know, of course, PTSD. Who wouldn't have it after that experience? Right. And she just wants to go back and make sure they're all dead. Because well, I guess they found thousands of eggs and they just brought one back with them. Because the it's, it's two part is the way I, I've interpreted it from watching it. Because watching it again today is the first time I've watched it in years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It seems like it's partially because of that she's having the nightmares that she's you know been impregnated by one of them and all that uh and she wants to make sure that they're destroyed so she thinks the only way she can do that is to be there when it happens mm-hmm. uh, but the other is i mean they make it very clear uh, paul reiser's character what's it blake carter blake or, or carter, burke, burke, carter burke. burke uh burke makes it really clear like he picks at her about it actually like you know she says she has to get to her job and he's like oh yeah down on loading docks the only job you can get because you know mm. you've been gone for 57 years there's right. nothing else you can do um I already know that you're struggling and I know for a fact that if you'll do this for us, the company will pick up your contract. You'll be a pilot again. We'll put you in the, in the seat of a, a craft again, but that's the only way it happens is if you go and do this. Yeah, he so, was a little weasel. 
He's a little yeah, weasel. Even, his, a little weasel even his mom said good when he died. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Paul Reiser's mom. Yeah. Well, maybe not, the Carter Burke's mom. You never know. <laughs> so I never liked that kid they, anyway. They sent her a message via hollow deck that just said your son was killed by the aliens. And you just said good. It just threw it away. <laughs> there will be no funeral. Um, they re- they received a, re- a message back that said red at 652 yeah, p.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no reply. There will be no there will be no crying. So she she agrees to it. She gets on the ship with all the colonial marines, which are the best part of the film obviously, and they go back to this planet and try to fi- figure out what happened. Obviously there's aliens. The aliens have wiped out the planet and now it's a fight for survival. And one of my favorite trivias that I, I said um, wasn't on there was the character of, I, I forget if it's Vasquez or Velasquez. Vasquez. 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 Yeah. So the actress that played Vasquez thought that yep. she was going to audition for a movie about aliens, but she thought they meant like illegal immigrants. So she went to the, this true story. She went to the film dressed of like, like an illegal immigrant. And when she found out that the movie was actually a sci-fi movie, she still got the part, but there's a reason why in the film, Bill Paxton wrote that line. They wrote that line in about it is because she went to that audition like that. I always thought that was hilarious. I didn't see that anywhere. I've never, I didn't come across that in anything. I looked across that. So that's great. I like that a lot. That's a strange um, thing that they left. That's that's the only trivia I ever knew. I didn't know about any of the. I did know about the Michael Bean thing. We'll talk about that here in a second. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, there's a similar bit where, and I forget what it's a it's a reference to, but it was taken from some other existing project. But the line where I think it's it's Hudson. I think it's Bill Paxton's character who again asks her uh, if she's ever been mistaken <laughs> for a man. She's like, No, have you? Um, <laughs> that's taken from some other thing that he really liked. It was almost word for word the exact quote, and he was like. That's a good place for that. We're putting that in. <laughs> I, I love Vasquez in that movie. She's actually one of my favorite characters. Um, and of course, yeah. Ca- Corporal Dwayne Hicks, played by Michael Bean. Now, you put in yeah. here, of course, I keep saying of course, and I don't know what's wrong with me. Michael course, Bean, he took over the role of Hicks from another famous actor, James Remar. James, yeah. yeah, so Remar was, um, the thing is, Bean, Bean wanted to play this role originally coming out of this. Uh, coming out of Terminator, actually, with, with James Cameron. Cameron wanted to go a different role. Um, Bean was, I don't think I wrote it in there, but he was worried that this was happening to him fairly regularly because he uh, he felt like he looked like a bad guy. He's like, I don't know, something in my eyes makes me read like a villain to some people, uh, which, of course, then Johnny Ringo. Johnny Ringo. see it 100%. And I didn't know this because we haven't watched it yet, but it is kind of on our shortlist for this month of, of possibilities for, for Bean films. Uh, the Abyss. I've never seen The Abyss. Evidently, he plays a villain in The Abyss. James Cameron directed again, so he gave him a chance to do that. But uh, yeah, Remar. So Remar, it was it was said at the time had creative differences. What they <laughs> meant by that was he liked doing drugs, and the cops didn't like that he was doing drugs. That's a creative and difference. So, <laughs> they busted him, and Cameron was like, "Yeah, we got to get somebody else in." So they called him in. Uh, called well, called Michael Bean in. Um, the only real shame of it that they didn't start with him is that he didn't get to do all the, the Marine stuff. So the, the, most of the people who played, um, the, the colonial Marines got to train with the British SAS, like special forces. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got to decorate their own armor. Like all the shit you see written on their armor. Uh, evidently Hudson has like the word Louise written on his, that's a tribute to Bill Paxton's real life wife. Um, 
but there's a bunch of different ones. And he kind of just got stuck with Remar's armor, which he said later on, he was like, yeah, I like it mostly except for that big red heart. That looks like a bullseye over my heart. Like that's <laughs> seems like a bad idea. <laughs> Remar. I, I, there was another movie that I feel like he was supposed to be in and he got booted for kind of a similar reason. Actually, there's a lot of that in this time period that people might not know. I know this is like not this movie we're talking about, but Hey, have you, yeah. have you, have you heard this one? Um, Michael J. Fox was not the original choice to play Marty McFly. Uh, you know, it was Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz was originally. And in he, fact, there's quite a bit of footage. Of quite a bit Eric of footage Stoltz of him. Yeah. In that role. Jean-Claude Van Damme was the predator originally. And the predator uh, was a horrible lobster suit. And then they fired Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> and then made a better predator. One for the kids would be that, that uh, uh, Chris Farley was supposed to be Shrek. Long yeah. before Mike Myers was, and he wasn't. If I remember correctly, he wasn't doing an accent. Nope. It there's was test just footage. Chris Farley just reading it. Yeah. There's, there's test footage set yeah. to a storyboard of that. Yeah, and well, it actually I, exists. I love Chris Farley, but after seeing Michael or hearing Michael Myers as Shrek, you can't you can't unhear it. You you can't just yeah, switch over yeah. to Chris Farley on that. But anyway, back to Aliens. So Aliens, much more of an action film than the original Alien film was. Haunted House movie in space, as we said. But I, on my bean level, I rank this at three it's actually weirdly enough this has gone in the exact order of my bean films tombstones number one for michael bean predators or i'm sorry uh terminators number two and then aliens is number three steven as our honored guest how do you feel about the aliens film i mean i've again i i think i've watched it the first time like both movies like two years ago and I watched them back to back. So that was really cool seeing that. Cause what the original film was 80. What, what year did that? I thought that was 70s. I think was that 70s? Oh, man, I think you're right. Long? Yeah, possibly. But yeah, with yeah, this 79. one, yeah. wow. <laughs> and then this Way came out, uh, 89, 80, or no, 86, 86. Okay. Yeah. And so, I mean, having that long wait, I'm sure, was kind of different for other people. But watching it back to back, it just goes right into the next movie. And I know uh, the little detail I was looking for because I watched some, I forget what show it was. What's the show on Netflix, Shannon, where they talk about like the history of how it's made or something like that? Was it the movies that made us? Is that what Movies that made us, yeah. And I remember yeah. watching that and they showed the little detail of the harpoon uh, gun being stuck in the door after she like jettisoned the alien in the first movie. And then you yeah. see where the harpoon gun, uh, in aliens. And, you know, I love the little James Cameron details and all that, yeah. but no, uh, fantastic movies. I loved it. Um, I honestly don't know which one I prefer. I love the first one. I love John Hurt. Uh, I think Ridley you're Scott, right. Directed by Ridley yeah, Scott, of course, Ridley Scott. Yeah. I, I think you're right, though. I think the pacing is just a little off with the first movie. This Aliens, uh, you know, starts out slow, but then it builds up the tension and fantastic seeing all the aliens. Yeah. Like, you you, just, you saw what one can do. Imagine a fucking nest. <laughs> and, so, and yeah. Also, the alien, the way the alien was presented in the first movie and this one feels different. And the alien in the original yes. film... He he did you didn't see him move around a lot. There's one Hunter, we always talk about there's always like one scene in every movie we love that you that you hate. Yeah. For me, it's the yeah. no in Tombstone and all that stuff. <laughs> um in the original Alien, there's a part where 
they shine the light and the alien the xenomorph is there and he just looks at him and shoves his arms out toward him and it it, yeah. it, it just looks so comical it was awkward yeah, yeah it, it was yeah. very awkward yeah. right this movie did and away with that. that's just a limitation of your puppets and that kind of stuff. Uh, there are a couple times in this movie where you can really tell that they can only do so much. To me, I don't hate it because it is so intense, but my version of that for this movie is uh, when the the queen is getting off the elevator. You can pretty clearly tell. And so there was a lot of trivia I didn't write down about it, but she couldn't fit. They couldn't fit that puppet onto that, that elevator setting. <laughs> so they removed the tail. Well, then she was still too big. So they had to remove the back wall of the elevator and put a black curtain and like strobe lights and smoke. So there's really no functional reason for why when she's coming out of the elevator, all that shit's <laughs> happening, except there's no back half of that puppet. <laughs> there's nothing to see back there. <laughs> but with that said, I'm so happy that they are puppets because I, I yes. hate, I don't hate CG, but it, to me, yeah. CG can take you out of the film very easily. Um, wh- what is that? The newest alien film that's come out was Covenant. Covenant, yeah. And yeah. I thought Covenant was a good film. Don't get me wrong; I actually really liked it. But all, almost all, if not all, of the xenomorphs are done in CG, and it's you could tell the the xenomorphs in this movie to me are scarier because they're really there. The way they slither, the way they climb the walls, the way they, they're they're yeah. scary. They're scary. Uh, designed yeah. by H.R. Geiger, Geiger, however you pronounce Geiger. it. Um, it's a, such a horrifying creature design. It's one of the all-time greats, if not the best, in my opinion. So he, very scary. Weirdly enough, he didn't come back for this movie. Uh, and I'm trying to remember now. This is another thing I wish I'd, I'd thought to write down. I usually just try to pick the stuff that just catches my attention the most at that time. Um, I know that. Oh gosh, I can't find it now. Um, that he had like some like consultation at least. I or was it I'm just certain that he one? did. Hmm. <clears throat> well, so uh, basically, as I recall it, um, and I, I'm not seeing it now pulled up here. He was busy working on another movie. Uh, he, he was working with somebody else consulting on something, and James Cameron thought that he wouldn't have time. So he went with his art director who was going to pull like imagery from the original one and to basically just work off of that. Geiger later, later said outright like he he was a little disappointed that he didn't get the call because he would have liked to have worked on it considering how much of his style was so indicative of that first movie. But on the flip side, he was also really satisfied to see someone adapt his work so faithfully and successfully and improve upon it that they took, yeah. you know, what was just mm-hmm. a one creature and made it more intense and made it better in some Lots ways. Of the, them. The, you know, the the brood, like not having any or I mean the 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 brood mother, the queen mother, not having any, you know, input on that. He's like, that's pretty much what I would have come up with. I mean, it's right in line with the way I would have evolved those things and made them bigger and better. So and she is impressive. The queen in this movie is it's an yeah. impressive looking and puppet. So gross. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Horrifying the there's a lot more action to this film there are scenes of just blowing aliens apart left and right there's a lot more characters that are disposable um yeah and the characters are all memorable too that is even if you have characters that have smaller roles to me it's important that the characters remain memorable and a lot of the characters in this film are memorable from the the i think it was a sergeant i don't remember what his exact title was but the guy that oversaw everything Sergeant Apone, I think. Apone, Apone, yeah. yeah. The the cowardly person that was in charge that literally got, yeah, that his team killed. That li- Ripley Ooh. had to basically tell him, "Hey, do something," you know. <laughs> and then she did something. 
And then, of course, well, he he redeemed himself in the end. He blew himself up an event. That's true. <laughs> what a yeah. hero! I mean, what a I hero! Mean, he I tried. Do like, I do like that they at least set him up. That yeah, he's a newbie at this whole thing, and you can just k- kind of see the writing on the walls. Like he's gonna fuck everything. Up. Yeah, he's gonna fuck. <laughs> well, up. When when Ripley first points out, like, hey, they can't shoot guns down there. Maybe you shouldn't send them there or send them there with guns. And you see the sweat literally yeah. just start. Mm-hmm. At that yep. point, Sarah was like, how did nobody point this out? I was like, wait a minute. You don't remember this character, do you? Just give yeah. me a couple minutes. And then they tell like, oh, he's a fuck up. Like, yeah. oh, okay. And then he yeah. tells all the people down there, hey, pull your rounds. Don't fire at the the probably right. hundreds don't of creatures. Of which, of course, they go, yeah, fuck that. They start shooting anyway. But hey, what, what does it matter? That you have so I'm very much against children in films because I think they're terrible for the most part. Yes. Steven, yes. who would you say, if you had to guess, was to me the most obnoxious character in this film? Uh Newt, I'm you're, assuming. You're wrong. It's actually Bill Paxton's character. Damn it. <laughs> 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 which is true he's very obnoxious he's, he's very, a lot of fun to watch he's but supposed to be so much oh yeah, my god yeah. oh why don't we just make her in charge man well, okay he's starting to sound like <laughs> scooby-doo there or shaggy but whoa like <laughs> scoob alan ripley man between that and the game over like he was such a whiny bitch until again the yes. very end when he redeemed himself by firing blindly into the floor yeah. and getting dragged <laughs> oh you want some too man <laughs> <laughs> I love that yes, everybody was man. Yeah. For him. Yeah. Little man. No, I thought I thought Constantly. Newt was great. I actually thought the the actress for Newt was great. She did a fantastic job. Yeah. I uh, she didn't bother uh, me uh, at all. So I, I didn't write it on here, but you know, Carrie, this, she hadn't done Carrie something. if I remember correctly. Carrie Hen. I yeah, think, there H-E-N-N. it is. Yeah. Um so obviously being a kid on set is always going to change sort of the way that, that you interact with the film. And there are two great little bits about her just basically being a kid on set. Um, the first one was that she later recalled that Bill Paxton, because he had to curse a lot, or a lot around her, right? So every time between takes that he had to do that, he was the only one who would apologize to her and be like, I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't like saying <laughs> that stuff around you. And she said, I remember telling him, it's okay. I don't know what any of this means anyway. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no idea what you're talking about, just uh, do just what you got to do. But, but my favorite one was the, so when she drops down the, the ventilation shaft and she goes down that sort of slide, um, she ends up in the water afterward, but she, she drops down that slide in that one scene uh so that slide was basically like a three-story tall slide right i mean it was literally made just so she can slide out of sight like it's just a like you play on as a kid so she really liked doing that and she figured out oh if we don't get this scene i can just keep doing it so she kept intentionally messing the scene up so she could ride the ventilation shaft slide James Cameron, of course, figures out what she's doing because he's a great fucking director and so he comes to her between takes and he's like hey if you'll get this right for me, I'll let you play on that thing all you want. Like you're done for the day. You can just go play. And she goes, next take. Nailed it. And true to his word, he let me play on it for the rest of the day. She <laughs> like, that's just great. That's good shit. I, I feel like Carrie Henn was one of the she was one of the big stars of this film. And in the same way I feel like McKenna Grayson in Ghostbusters Afterlife, like she could have been a big star. But she really didn't do yeah. much in Hollywood after this. She she pretty much made her exit. No. She purposely yep. didn't want to do it. Although you want to talk about the wildest and it's not for the character or not for the actress Carrie Hinn, but the wildest shit for Newt 
um tell me if you've heard this one so kind of skip- tell me about alien three no well okay so i'm gonna okay. explain aliens 3 first for people in aliens Ugh. 3 she's killed off in the beginning um which everybody yeah. hates i actually i hate it but at the same time i also kind of like it because it's unexpected no one thought that newt and hicks and and then we're gonna die so it was very okay a ballsy move. i'm sorry quick quick counterpoint to that well though no one Stupid. thought that ellen ripley ellen ripley would once again be the only survivor of an incident <laughs> and have to go on to do the exact same dumb shit over again yeah don't get me wrong like <laughs> yeah. like, like hear me out it was a yeah. stupid decision and and yeah. nonsensical why you would kill off the most popular characters in the movie i don't know but it was a yeah. ballsy decision i'll give them that and i actually they also I d- killed off michael bean again stupid decision but ballsy (laughs) (laughs) and i actually do like alien 3 by the way i i don't hate it as much as everybody else i think it's an okay movie it's okay it was the last good alien everything after that was very eh but that's not what i'm talking about so have you ever seen the movie um i don't remember if it was called the predator or just predator but it was the last film that they did it was the one that had uh sterling k brown and um keegan michael key thomas jane the predator yeah yeah That's the predator cool. in 2018 have yeah, you ever seen I it this is probably the one no good it's I bad <clears throat> it's bad thomas jane <laughs> plays a character with tourette's syndrome which means he just cusses and says things like how he wants to eat a girl out randomly it's bad it's sure. a stupid movie yeah uh, like course. it's really bad i can't recommend it on any level but at the end of the film the predators gift humanity a suit of armor it's very like iron man like that will help them fight off the alien right that's the official ending well the ending they were gonna do was it was the suit but when the suit opens up it was newt inside and she had time traveled to warn them about what was going to happen in the future and she was going to be in the next one as an alien killing tony stark basically what the I shit you not fucking wild I pulled, oh my God. I pulled this up to help explain it however the third and final ending brought back Rebecca Newt Jordan played by a different actress of course the young survivor of aliens who was unceremoniously killed off in the opening of Alien 3 Watkins who was the one that what they were going to get for the role and I guess they did test footage uh, has since teased that this ending featured dialogue from Newt warning of a future attack and that her role involves some time travel and cloning to explain how Newt is suddenly alive and an adult now being sent back to the past of the three ending shots they shot this ending fully it had the most potential to lead to an interesting sequel and is the one they should have used but instead they went with the very basic angle so that would not have saved that film for the record that was a terrible movie but at least like what an insane twist that would have been to bring newt back and also what a stupid twist that would have been to bring newt back Also, yeah, I forgot to mention shit that I've heard today. Budget versus box like office. Some fan fiction shit right there. That's unprofessional nuts. fucking bullshit. $18 million budget versus $183 million box office. Universally praised. 98% critical approval rate on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 84 out of 100 on Metacritic, and A audience approval rating on Cinema. It's almost a Cinema Massacre. Cinema score. Oh, Jesus Christ. Lindsay's standing behind me. <laughs> I could have warned you like five minutes ago, but I just wanted to watch anyway. Well, there's a cat live on the show. You have a gift. Goodbye, cat. In a box. Yes. yes. Hello, cat. Hello, cat. Goodbye, cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like it wasn't going to make money. It is wild as hell to me that this only cost $18 million. Yeah. Um, and I do it's remember yet another movie. thing that I... 
that I didn't write down was that uh, the only thing that the so the movie didn't get any test screenings because they didn't finish everything until the last minute. The only time they had the only thing they had time to do was a screening for Fox executives. Fox was on the ropes at this point. They'd had a bunch of of bombs. They didn't have any hits on the horizon. They needed something to inject some cash. So the executives get to watch the movie, and afterward, their only real complaint is. We a lot of the money we gave you was for special effects. Like, where are they? Where are all the special effects? And you know, they're like obviously, you know, the aliens and all that, but like we were, you know, anticipating more than just some explosions and all that. They had to explain to the money makers, the 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 people behind the movie that everything was miniatures. <laughs> that there were tons of miniatures in the movie. They also had to explain to them that the power loader was a special effect and not a real thing they rented. Apparently, there were legitimate businesses after this who were asking people, where can I get one to replace my forklifts? And they're like, nowhere, because they're not real. But they're oh awesome. My God. They were, that power oh, loader, great. oh my God, that power yeah. loader scene was awesome. Yes. But yeah, they're, they're <laughs> oh, very much bitch. not real. It's just a special effect. <laughs> um, and this movie, it so, looks... Yeah. Very realistic. Everything in this movie fit. Everything fit. The yeah. miniatures, everything. Everything rolls together so well. Yes. I don't think there's many bad scenes in this film. Uh, it's got the a only fantastic pace. The only thing that's kind of jarring now in terms of uh, like quote unquote special effects are anytime they're flying the ship toward what's clearly a screen. Yeah. That that mm-hmm. kind of it's not going to take me out of it, but like at that point, I can clearly see the you can see the black around it. But yeah. like beyond that, most of the rest of it is very very well done in terms of you know semi-realism i can tell in some scenes it was like a you know miniature and it was a set you know in front of the screen i think one of the spaceships it definitely looked like you know it was basically made of cardboard or you know just a (laughs) fake but again that overall everything holds up fairly well steven do you know what the first computer game i ever played was uh avp no i'm like A- 70 dude. <laughs> I'm, it was it was <laughs> it was aliens it was aliens on commodore 64 my uh, my okay. uh, my mom's friend from work he had a computer and he was playing doom on it this was when doom i think it had been out for a little while or at least you know whatever i was a little kid and i saw yeah. him play doom and i was like i want a computer so bad doom is the coolest thing i've ever seen in my life give me give me give me <laughs> and so my mom said hey i bought you a computer and i was like oh my god i'm gonna play doom it's so bloody and then she she whipped out the commodore 64 oh no <laughs> But <laughs> she gave you that Marge Simpson smile, and you were like, hey. "Oh yeah." <laughs> and, 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 Would you like to play again? No. Oh. <laughs> but but Aliens was one of the first was probably the first computer game I ever played because I liked the Alien movies, and when I saw that floppy disk was in there, I booted it up. It was I could never get past the drop zone scene where you're supposed to drop into the, the atmosphere. They had that in the movie, and they had that in the game. I could never get past sure. it, but it it I was always. I'm amazed by the piloting and the ships and stuff. I always loved that part. I wanted to see more of that. And of course you don't because as the pilot brings the ship back around, there's an alien on it. And oh, no. <laughs> I think that might have been Sarah's least favorite part of the movie because as that happens, she goes, how did it get in there? That's what I said. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Well, man. no, no, no. Newt said, <laughs> we got to get back. It's going to get dark soon. They come out at night. Mostly. Mostly. 
mostly. But that doesn't explain what how does it that got that into the plane. No, 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 it's a perfect plane. explanation, Hunter. Shut up. <laughs> I love how he said that with such bravado, too. Like, here it is, boys. <laughs> oh, but wait for it. And see, that was the thing. Steve it's the one lie. James Cameron is such a guy for details. And, and it is true. Like, 99% of the time, there's some stuff that happens that I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, this was pointed out, and so I had to count it down in the movie, and it worked. But from the moment that Apon says... Uh, 10 seconds till boots on the ground. If you count off 10 seconds, literally at the end of it, the first, they literally show a shot of boots hitting the ground. And, when and, uh, the whenever she has 15 minutes to get back and find it's 15 newts, minutes, 15 yep. minutes. Yeah. I made it's sure 15 minutes to that moment. If you, <laughs> if you time it out, which is very cool, but yeah. I it still doesn't explain how that fucking alien got into how the, how did it get in the ship? Steven, it's so big. It was wide open. Didn't you see why would it be wild? Well, the ship, it was open. Yeah, I think he might have me there. I think I think it was open if and she closed the open door. It, it was already open and he's like, I'm closing up. It's, she, it's kind of Steven, she was a pilot. <laughs> it's kind of the same bit as the like how the alien queen gets on to the, the one that gets back up to the Sulaco. Like you briefly see the landing gear hit some stuff and it's like, oh, there. It happened. It had to happen there. <laughs> it clutched. It, <laughs> it clutched. <laughs> Like, I get that it's a better reveal to have Bishop see the acid hit the ground and then the thing come through his chest, but it, it just... The alien... Okay, this James is Cameron is. is a cinematic genius. Okay, you shut the fuck up. The aliens, <laughs> the aliens are exactly... They work exactly like the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. They are precisely as quiet as the scene needs them to be. They got plot armor. The T-Rex can sneak up on you if only because it needs to for that scene to be scary. And that's how the alien queen is. And then she's just like freewheeling across the fucking... Oh, she's mad. The floor. She mad now. She dropped her stealth. You, just, you burned all her babies. I I also like the fact that they referenced Ash from the first movie in the scene when yeah. um, oh yeah when uh, Bishop cuts she himself. Bishop. Yeah, that, and I love that yeah. scene too where Bishop takes uh, Hudson's hand and puts it down there and does the does the knife trick. Uh, <laughs> that, oh, I heard that was real. He yes. did that. Like he actually did yeah. that. That's fucking nuts. And, and how many kids lost that. their fingers because of that? Because I know shit. <laughs> I tried to do that at my kitchen table as a kid with a with a butter knife. After I saw that scene, I tried to do it, and I did stab myself in the finger. <laughs> so so number one, he did stab Paxton in the pinky at least once. Uh, apparently not bad enough to hurt him, but he nicked him. Number two, Lance Henriksen was practicing so much for that trick that he forgot he had the knife in his bag when he went to the airport. So he had a couple hours layover on his way to Europe to film this at Pinewood because uh, he had to explain why the fuck he had a no, giant. No, 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 I'm an android. I'm an android. <laughs> and... Uh, Oh, number three, if you watch that scene closely when they do the, like, sped-up version where he's doing it super fast, they sped up the whole footage, and there's a wide shot, and you can tell immediately because the guy playing Apone is laughing in the background, but his head is just going like... <laughs> like he's just shaking violently. <laughs> and it's moving way too fucking fast. I'm just thinking it's of the good. interrogation room where they're like... Why do you have this knife? And he's like, "Give it here." And then he just starts doing the trick. He just starts doing it, <laughs> and, and then they're like, "Okay, well, that was like, really cool." But that doesn't yeah, explain it at all. Much like Stephen trying to explain to us how the alien got on board, that doesn't really answer our question, though. James Cameron is a cinematic genius. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, right. how do you feel about Avatar? Uh. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting on him to go. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> 
You think Avatar is bad? Wait till you watch The Abyss. It's a good movie. Oh, it's just it's okay. slow. It's very I've never, slow. I've never seen it. It's yeah, very I've slow. seen it, and it's listed. This in is like the one IMDb's where like greatest movies. It was way up there. So. I don't want to talk too much, but this is the one where uh, a couple people almost died, right? Like in the movie, Dude, or? Yeah, on like while filming the movie. Oh, filming. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I, don't <laughs> and know. I, I assume people died. <laughs> The abyss. Oh, who was in the abyss? That's gonna drive me. It was uh, Ed Harris. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Ed Harris, uh, Mary Elizabeth, uh, Antonio, Master Antonio. Yeah, Master Antonio, Michael Bean, Leo Burmeister. Don't know him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And that makes sense. And a bunch of people I don't know, but I, oh, Chris Elliott's in it. That's fantastic. And maybe my favorite oh. actor name of all time. I kid you not. This actor's name is Dick Warlock. Oh yeah, and that's just that sounds, the, sounds right. Dick that's Warlock. All right. What that, about? I didn't know. I had no idea that Michael Bean had a stroke in 2008. Did you guys know this? Oh, shit, no, I did no. not. Mm-mm. He had a stroke and open heart surgery both in 2008. He's a tough Holy bastard. Shit. That was was that before Death Planet or Planet of Terror? Death Planet. Jesus. Uh no, it would have been right after because Planet Terror came out in two thousand seven, if I remember correctly. Yeah, two thousand seven. Yeah. Well, that's shitty. Yeah. Michael yeah, Bean is, is a, a national treasure. Planet of Terror, is that a remake? No. No, Planet Terror. It's one of the Grindhouse movies. Yeah. Grindhouse? It was Planet Terror and Death Proof. Yeah. Uh, okay. Also, I remember that. now why you didn't think that I liked Planet Terror. It's because my argument was always that Death Proof was the better movie. I like them both though. I I need to watch I need to watch Death Proof again. I did not like it when it came out. I thought it was too talky and I wanted more action. But I think now you, you I would appreciate it more. Had, we've always had that thing too, though. That was the original <laughs> argument was Tarantino and Rodriguez, and yes. I like Tarantino more. Than, Everyone than did. Like, than I was on an island of my own defending Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> well, and, and even then, I was still saying like I like Robert Rodriguez a lot. I just right. like Tarantino more. <laughs> they're, they're both good. Yeah, I think that that yeah. that should be the argument. Is well, they're both good. Everybody's a winner. Yes. Anywho. Everyone's great. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> All right. Let's review the film. So as we do on uh, extras and alien logs, it's going to be uh, two thumbs up means you loved it. One thumb up means you liked it. One up, one down, you're neutral. One down, you didn't like it. Two down, you hated it. I will go first as is as per custom. I don't wait to see what Hunter votes. That way no one can accuse me of voting to be <laughs> like Hunter. So... <laughs> That's definitely a thing that happens. This one is going to get a one thumb up from me. Now, I do love this film. I really do. I think it's one of the best. I prefer I prefer the Alien movies when they're a little bit spookier and a little bit more uh, nuanced. I, I don't know if that's the right word for it. The first yeah. Alien film is a little too slow. This movie is way over the top in the action. I love both of them. If I had to pick a favorite, I still think Aliens is better, but I I really do like the idea of the one alien creature terrorizing people. Alien 3 almost got it right. There are so many good things in Alien 3. There are so many baffling, stupid decisions in Alien 3. And then Resurrection is, I think, the worst film in the entire series. I, I know people say is Prometheus, it? but Resurrection's terrible. That I misunderstand is Resurrection, the one that Joss Whedon directed. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then weirdly, three is directed by David Fincher, of all people. No, different guy. 
Different guy. Okay, so it's not the same guy. I saw the name and I thought, man, that can't be right. Well, hold on. And let I me, didn't let me look sure. into it. We're thinking of the same person. Who are you thinking about? Are you thinking about the director? I'm thinking about the guy who directed The Social Network. Oh, then yeah, I think that's the same guy. <laughs> hold on, let me look. Oh. No, shit, is it really? Let me look. I'm, I'm, I might be wrong on this. Because um, I knew uh, Joss Whedon uh, had done one of them and that's who I thought it was. And then it, it wasn't. It wasn't him. And I was like, okay. So Yeah, he, no, it's David Fincher. Yeah. I always got him confused with the Holy actor, shit. David, like, uh, Fitch, Fickner. They're, they're very close to Fitchner. each other. I think I know who you're talking about. But, yeah. like, okay, so David Fincher, it even says now that I'm looking into it, he made his feature directorial debut with Alien 3. Yeah. And then he turns around, dig, dig this shit. Then he turns around and he makes, in order, Seven, Fight yeah. Club, yeah. Zodiac, yeah. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Gone Girl, the social network yeah, and the curious case of Benjamin <clears throat> button. Those last few are not in order, but still. So the, previously the fuck? <laughs> he, he had done mostly music videos or at least all music videos before yeah. this. And he did what, express yourself in Vogue both for Madonna. Yeah. And, and from what I remember, he clashed heavily with people on the set in the film. He wanted to make versus yeah. the one they wanted to make. And so there yeah. is a version of alien three. I think it's called the assembly cut which is more geared yeah. towards his original vision. And it is a much better film. The assembly cut, yeah. if it had released as that, I think it wouldn't have got the, the bad reputation that it has. Cause I really Shitting do think, on. yeah, alien three is not a bad film. It's really not, especially when you compare it to the films that came after it. But the problem is you have to compare it to the films that came before it. Alien is a lot like Terminator. The first two Terminator movies are amazing. The third one is pretty good, but no one really liked it when it came out. But then when the other films came out after it, everybody went back to the third one and went, oh, that actually wasn't that bad. <laughs> it, Compared it, to it, what we have now. Right. So Wait, that's just Star Wars, too. It's, uh, the originals are great. Yeah. Then the prequels come out and everyone goes, Those are terrible. Oh, okay, yeah. they're fine, but they're not bad. Then they got steadily bad until the pre until the sequels came out and then everyone went, oh, I don't know, those prequels were, they were all right. <laughs> I you actually know? love them now. Jar Jar was my homie. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't want to be too off track, but I do remember the prequels. I think I watched first before I watched the original trilogy. Oh, you saw them in chronological order. Yeah, I did, and yeah. I, I did, I did like the prequel movies. I, I, I remember, think... I remember my sister laughing at the Darth Vader scene in the third movie when he goes. I'm, I'm, no! uh... <laughs> he, he was just I'm doing his best impersonation of uh, Wyatt Earp from Tombstone. No. 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 I'm calling it now. I think this summer we should do uh we should do a Star Wars summer. We should do all every of week them. be a new all Star Wars movie. All of, and I'm talking about all nine solo um Rogue, Rogue One. Rogue One. What about the yeah, animated Clone Wars? No. Um, I, I've never seen it. That's the only Star Wars movie I've never seen. I the only reason I immediately say no, that was a joke for what it's worth before Tanner <laughs> throws his phone out the window. Um Easy I, seed. I, I, I uh my understanding is you need to know the series for that movie to make sense. And I, I'm sorry, man. I just don't have time to watch all those series back to back. I mean, I don't, I don't mind to watch the movie if it's on Disney plus or whatever, I'll watch it, but I have a feeling I'm not going to like it because I won't know what the hell is going on. I know I'm not going to like it so. because it's about a baby Jabba that's gross and makes noises. So I can tell <laughs> I I'm not going to like it. So we anyway, should probably just not do that one. Then. Let's leave yeah. that one off the, off the table. Yes. Aliens though, Let's. gets a thumbs up from me. Hunter. What about you? <laughs> So this is weird because I, um, well, I'll just say it. I'm also giving it a single thumb up. 
And it's the first one in a while. I, I have this. been pretty consistent about a lot of two thumbs up. But again, we looked at it last week. We've done everything from Tombstone to Terminator to uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, these, are, these are iconic classic movies. Home Alone. Um, and don't get me wrong. I know that this movie, again, rates higher, does better uh, than, than the previous one, is very well received. I mean, you, you talked about it earlier when we were looking at the cat. So I think it kind of got lost. But ninety eight percent critical approval on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, A plus or no A, not A plus, but A A score on uh, Cinema Score. That's audiences and critics both agreeing this is a great movie. And I also agree it's a great movie, yeah, sci fi classic. But something about it is it just doesn't grip me. Like you said, I think it's that too fast of a pendulum swing from a little too slow to a little too intense. Um, there's not really enough room for all those characters that we end up coming to love to really breathe. But the movie's also really long. It's all, it's over two hours long. It's edging on two and a half hours. I really think I'm just not built for crazy long movies these days. Mm-hmm. I th- and, and if I blame Marvel and the MCU for anything, it's that. Because I've reached a point where even when those movies are super long, I'm sitting there for at least uh, probably a grand total of 20 minutes to 30 minutes going... Get the wrap fuck on up. with it. Let's go. You're like, you're like, guy, you're yeah, like Jeff no Keighley at the Game Awards. You get the please wrap it up sign going. Yes, <laughs> it just started 15 <laughs> seconds before. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, I just, I don't know, man. There were definitely parts of this this movie, too, that even though it has some stuff to establish and to set up, I, I felt like a few times I thought, man, this could this could go like we could, we could get this and keep moving and move it a little faster along. Um, there's great performances. It's a great set. It's great cinematography. It's, it's a great movie. It's a well done. Movie. It's just, yeah. it's just not enough to send me on a personal level over the edge to two thumbs up. It's just, I, I don't know. I, I wish I could explain it better. I agree. <laughs> We're for yeah. the first time in a while. I think we agree on a film. What about you, Steve? Right on. Uh, I'm, I'm torn between a single and, you know, two thumbs up. On one hand, you know, phenomenal movie. It's it's one of those things that I don't know if I'm going to be coming back to it, you know, on just I want to watch Aliens, you know, like yeah, I yeah. have I never had that after watching it the first time I watched it again for, you know, the show. But I don't I just don't know if it really pulled me to really like get into it again. Yeah. And I mean, there's a couple movies that I think are, you know, cinematic masterpieces like Ghost Blade Busters. Runner 2047, 2049. Like, I think that is a, you know, two thumbs up, five out of five stars movie. I will not be watching it anytime soon because it's close right. to three hours long. And That's Pulp Fiction for me. I've, I've said fiction. it a couple times. Yeah. That's how Pulp Fiction is for me. Mm-hmm. I know Shannon disagrees on that one, but that's that's kind of where I land on on a film like that is I, I recognize fully. It's an incredible film. I have no desire to sit down and watch it. Again. I right. like most and, of Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> at least with Blade Runner, I feel like there's a lot you can get out of, you know, with the, how the cinematography is, all the theme thematics, you Anna know, they are Moss being naked in the background. Yes, of course. <laughs> but what trying with, to say. with the with aliens, it's no you one's know, naked. It's love. It's uh, it's slow in the beginning. It gets real fast. I don't think it adds a too lot to the alien mythos that you don't already have with the first movie. Yeah, because it's just an it's action just film. a fun. Yeah. yeah, it's an action film. So yeah. I I guess uh you know talking about it one thumbs up. 
So I think that's yeah. fair. Although a uh, uh, special again, there are certain scenes in this film that I think really stand out, and probably the one that always stood out to me the most was the part where Carter Burt gets away. He opens up that 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 door. Why is the alien standing there? Because it's a horror movie in parts, and the aliens just standing there like, mm-hmm. Thought you was gonna get away. I'm gonna get you with my little mouth. And Paul Reiser, by the way, Paul Reiser. We don't give enough credit to Paul Reiser in this film. Paul Reiser is so good as the slimy Carter Burke character. Uh, What a great villain! What a great villain! And I only know Paul Reiser from three things. The obvious one is Mad About You. Even though I didn't really watch the show, I was aware of it. I know it was super popular. I love Helen Hunt. I know him from this movie, and I know him from Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2. And he's great in everything I've ever seen him in. So yeah. I missed the ball on Paul Reiser, I feel like. He, uh, <laughs> this is going to be a really weird pull, but somebody somewhere has seen it. So Hulu, um, and I think they're bringing it back, started up a series not oh man i want to say it was not this past summer but the one before it seems like it was a while ago called reboot and it's about this cast of actors who were part of like a sitcom in the 90s coming back together to do a reboot um it is oh man it's keegan michael key it's also johnny knoxville of all people he's like the weird he was like the weird fun uncle and now he's like the old drunk guy yeah yeah um yeah. it's uh judy greer if i remember correctly love her crush button um, it's it's a it's a great show honestly it's way funnier than it, it has uh any right being because it's like a those direct to series or those direct to, to streaming series sometimes are, are a little wonky um what's her name she had the uh the sitcom the musical sitcom where she was delusional and a stalker it's rachel something i think um Anyway, she's like one of the main stars of it, and she's the writer for the rebooted version of the series. Her dad is Paul Reiser, and they reveal eventually that he wrote the original series, and she's taking it over from him. Well, they completely clash because he is, um, he's like super old school, kind of, there's definitely some racist humor, some sexist humor in there. She's like, no, it's 2022, you know, or whatever year it was. We're not writing the show like that. And so there's a lot of that kind of clashing, but he's fucking hilarious in that show. He's great. Um, And this is a guy who's like 30 years past his prime of sitcoms and still coming back and beating the pants off of everybody in a new one. Really underrated, really underrated that Paul Reiser is, I believe also a stand-up comedian. I believe never seen his act. Yeah. Never seen his act. I'm sure he's good. I'm uh, so, where he does it. This is normally the part of the show where we talk about the F-log. We talk about how what happens to these characters going forward. Well, here's the thing with Alien. There's a lot out there to tell you what happened to these characters. Of course, we talked about Alien 3. Alien 3 famously, infamously kills off Newt, Bishop, and Hicks in the very beginning. Ballsy but stupid. Ellen Ripley goes on to encounter another single alien in Alien 3 and by the end destroys it and the process realizes she has an alien inside of her. Steven, I'm not spoiling anything for you, am I? No, I I do all of this. Okay. Um, she, yeah. she jumps into a giant fire molten lava pit and dies killing the last alien with her, um, screwing over Waylon Yutani. There's the end, right? Not quite, because then came Alien Resurrection, because you can't let a good series die. Even though Alien 3 was met with a lot of negative reviews, they went ahead with the sequel. Joss Whedon directed it. I think he wrote it, too, if I remember correctly. I'm going to look that up real quick. And I think maybe we all should have seen the writing on the wall. No, he wrote it. He didn't direct it. Okay, Jean-Pierre 
Junet actually directed it. Joss okay. Whedon wrote it. Maybe we should have at some point thought to ourselves, maybe Joss Whedon isn't as good as we thought he was. And this should have been that sign. <laughs> it should have been Alien Resurrection. The shame, the shame of it is Joss Whedon has some really good ideas, but he is not to speak ill of the dead. He is the Bray Wyatt of the cinematic writing community. Yeah. He needs somebody to wrangle him in. Yeah. And nobody he needs somebody over him. Nobody wrangled him in for Alien Resurrection. Have you ever seen no. Alien Resurrection? No, I'm, I'm only uh, vaguely aware of it. Again, I thought he did three, and I was dude, like, oh, okay, maybe that's why this is the one that's so bad, if, or supposedly is so bad. If I told you just the cast alone for <laughs> Alien Resurrection was Sigourney Weaver, Winona Ryder, Ron Perlman, Michael Wincott, Dan Hedaya, Brad Dorff, you would be like, that is a fantastic cast, and it's Good written Lord. by Joss Whedon? How could this movie go wrong? In every oh, way. Everybody. In every way. It's it's over the top stupid. It's boring. I can't describe it. It's it, in video games as I do work in the industry a little bit in a, a very roundabout way. Um, in video games, there's a thing that they call European games on Nintendo, especially games like uh, Alfred Chicken and uh, other games. I'm sure you can look at them and say it's got a very European feel to it, and was definitely made by a European yeah. company. This film feels like a French director did it. Or at least someone that ain't, ain't American, because there's something about it that's just slightly off. Like the way they talk to each other. It's like Midnight Meat Train was was directed by a Japanese filmmaker, and even though it starred Bradley Cooper and uh, Vinnie Jones and, and all these other people, like you could tell something was just off about it. And in this movie, and Alien Resurrections like that, it's not good, but at the same time, it's also just weird. So. Resurrection was terrible. They brought Ripley back. They cloned her. There's a bunch of other clones. She ends up. <laughs> they end up taking of uh, the alien queen from her because they cloned. Oh God, how did this happen? They not only cloned Ellen Ripley, but when they cloned her, it also cloned the alien queen that was inside of her. They removed the alien queen, and then yeah. the, and then it gets worse because the alien queen, now that it's merged its DNA with a human, gives live birth to this creature at the end that is part human, part alien that looks. I'm going to look a picture of it and show you. If you've never seen it, it's one of the most disgusting horror creatures in history. And not in like a, oh, that's a really cool design way. In a, why did you forsake God for this film way? <laughs> it's horrible. It's it's called, I think it's either called the newborn or the prototype or something like that. It, it's absolutely disgusting. They end up killing it, and then the franchise is dead. Thank God, finally. Except, then they make Prometheus, which is... Uh, well, actually, they made Alien vs. Predator, which wasn't too bad. It, it went back in time. Um, they they kind of explained the whale and Utani thing a little bit more, and why the the um, the creature, the Predator, was on Earth, and all that stuff. Then they made a AVP Requiem. It was not good. And then they made Prometheus. It was also kind of not good. And then they made Covenant. It was fine. This is a picture of the face of the creature from Alien Resurrection, by the way. Um, it just I, looks like oh. something from the fly. Now imagine it also oh. has a mostly Ooh. human body with like breasts and stuff like that, but it's all gooey and disgusting. Why does that turd have teeth? <laughs> I don't like. Why does his eyebrows are up to make it look sad? Because you're supposed to feel oh. sympathetic it toward it. Because it is sad. Yeah, no, no. That that is a part in the film when it because it looks at Ripley like oh its mother. God. It actually rips apart the alien queen immediately because it doesn't recognize that its mother. It recognizes Ripley. So yeah. when Ripley ends up shooting the thing out of a fucking airlock and killing it, it looks at her sadly like, "Why you do this?" But it's just <laughs> bad. Have you taken a look at yourself? 
If I look like that, I'd kill I, uh, myself. <laughs> so, so, uh, real quick, I also, I, I, <laughs> I've done this a couple times and I don't want to feel too much like a cop out, but my answer to what happens after this movie is nothing. <laughs> uh, everybody who survives <laughs> goes along and, and never goes back and deals with all the, the aliens again. are dead. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's done. It's fine. But but because I don't want it to be a total cop out, even though this isn't my original idea, I was looking at this earlier. There are some like there's like 14 different scripts that existed for Alien 3. Yeah. And the one that I like the most seems to be apparently the one it even says here. Um, where is it? The screenplay was considered very action oriented, featuring an extended cast and is considered in some circles as superior to the final film and has a considerable following on the Internet. So here's what I would have preferred to see other than what we got as Alien 3. <clears throat> William Gibson, who was a cyberpunk author in the, the late 80s, um, had an idea for a third one. And it says Gibson mockingly summed up his script as, quote, space commies hijack alien eggs. Big problem in mall world. So <laughs> follow along. The story picks up after aliens with the Sulaco drifting into an area of space claimed by the Union of Progressive Peoples. The ship is boarded by people from the UPP who are attacked by a facehugger, which is hiding in the entrails of Bishop's mangled body. The soldiers uh, blast the facehugger into space and take Bishop with them for further study. The Sulaco then arrives at a space station shopping mall hybrid named Anchor Point. With Ripley put in a coma, Hicks explores the station and discovers that Wayland Utani are developing an alien army. Uh, in the meantime, the UPP are doing their own research, which leads them to repair Bishop. Eventually, Anchor Point and the UPP stations are overrun with the aliens. Hicks must team up with the survivors to destroy the parasites. So basically, it moves Hicks to being the protagonist, which is apparently what a lot of these scripts did. <clears throat> the film then ends with a teaser for a fourth movie. As Bishop, Bishop suggests to Hicks that humans are now united against a common enemy, they must track the aliens to their source and destroy them. Sounds good to me. I'm here yeah. for it. Yeah. I, That's a good follow-up. There's no mention of Newt specifically, but I assume that she is also like in a coma with with uh, uh, Ripley and is is like you know basically just recouping. So yeah, I'm down for Hicks being the protagonist. Let's go. Like so, so if I remember correctly, in the um, there, I think it might be the Colonial Marines game. <laughs> I, I there's there's some game that kind of foregoes the Alien Three and kind of rewrites history. And I believe Alien 5, which was in the works, and it was by Neil... Oh, how do you pronounce his name? Blowcomp? Blo you know what I'm talking about? Blowcamp. Yeah. He was directing yeah. it, and he was bringing back Hicks for that film. They didn't know how, but they... I think one of the biggest regrets that the filmmakers of Alien 3 had was killing off Hicks and Newt specifically. With Bishop, it's easy. Yeah. You can bring him back anytime. It's Lance Henriksen. He's, a, he's right. an android. But they, Apparently, they, they did in 3... They did. Only it just wasn't him. It was just his creator who no. looked just like him. No, no, it wasn't his creator. It was a it was an android designed to look like the creator to play on Ripley's oh emotions. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, I have to. I have to go now. Because if you because <laughs> if you watch <laughs> Alien versus Predator, he plays uh, Mr. Whalen, and he is an old Lance Henriksen, and they designed the Bishop robots after him. So it kind of comes full circle. It kind of comes full circle. Gotcha. They they were just trying to play on her emotions, basically. Um, yeah. But yeah. What about you, Steven? Before we get out of here, is there anything you would do for a sequel if they made one? Like, oh. what would you do differently with the characters, if anything? Ah, uh, man, that's a good question. Again, give me a good answer. I, <laughs> I um, 
I heard they did have like a comic book line, I guess, uh, before the third movie came out, which it was with Hicks and I forget some other Marine, but it got to the point where they, uh, you know, the third movie came out and they killed off Hicks and everyone, you know, all the characters. And so they kind of not like just nonchalantly just changed the name of the characters in one issue and just never explained it. Like, they didn't change the look of the characters. They just decided one scene to call them by different names, and that was the end of it. But uh, I, I, I heard, like, that comic book line was pretty good. Like, again, it followed Hicks. It followed him, like, trying to find uh, aliens and trying to exterminate them. For some reason, Ripley wasn't in it. I can't remember exactly, but again, you think it's because she was a girl? Probably. <laughs> no, I mean that. Like, how often? Like, we're talking back in the seventies and eighties. Women weren't known as like action movie stars at the time. So, do you think right. how many executives went? Well, yeah, Ripley's cool, but could it be Hicks instead? Maybe, like you know. Yeah, I feel like. Uh, that in a kind of mixture of maybe they just didn't know how to write women. Uh, you they know, still like, don't. Yeah. 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 But uh, I mean, <laughs> for me personally, I never latched on to aliens as much as you, Shannon, of course. Like, that wasn't my series. I just wasn't into it. So I never really gave it much thought, you know? But I did, I do like, you know, Alien vs. Predator. I always thought that was a fun, like, way to tie the universes together. Yeah, yeah, it no. It makes sense. That that too. was the original, you know, people always talk about, like, uh, Freddy vs. Jason and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But Alien vs. Predator was one of the very first to, to kind of do that versus thing. And they always did it very well. Um, yeah. Even in, I think it was Predator 2, there's a scene at the end where there's an alien skull on the Predator's wall. And that was know, the first, that was the first like hint, I guess. Yeah. It was shared, wasn't it? Yeah, that it's a shared universe. Of course, mm -hmm. you know, if you if you go by Mortal Kombat, everything is a shared universe, as is Fortnite. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. I think we're you, done. Yeah. You add the timelines <laughs> and the different dimensions, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, Steven, I want to okay. thank you for coming on the show tonight, and I want to ask you, do you want to come back uh, tomorrow and do it again? Uh, I guess. What are we watching? Wait, it's not tomorrow. It's Wednesday, right? It's two days from now, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. I should be able to make it work. What, what are we watching? Yeah, what are we watching? Well, Steven, because you signed up for this week of this double feature December on Extras and Epilogues, of course, we've got to cover a Christmas movie. And here's the thing, Steven, I'd like to ask you. Um, how do you feel about Chevy Chase? How do you feel? Uh, I mean, he's he's a pretty funny guy. I mean, I liked his earlier work. Yeah. Well, let's talk about his earlier work when he wasn't quite such a dickhead. We're going to do National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, um, which I will tell you up front is, is legitimately my favorite Christmas movie. That's going to give away a little bit of how I'm going to feel about oh, it. Oh, I can't uh, wait to I... give this film two thumbs down. Finally. <laughs> it's my time. Well, yeah, you know, if you will actually watch it, perhaps you could do that. Um, well, so... can I, hey, can I let you in on a secret? Can I let you in on a yeah. secret, though? It'll be the first time I've ever yeah. seen it. Yeah. I've never seen it. Really? Wow. Never seen it. Yep. I'm, I'm curious. I, I, okay, so knowing that, I legitimately, I'm, I'm going to make a prediction here right now that I think in the end, you're either going to give it right down the middle, one up, one down, or you might go one down. I don't know that you're going to like it, honestly. I, um, I, I have a real nostalgic connection to it. 
And so that's a big part of why I like it so much. I feel just knowing what it is and knowing who's in it. I love Beverly D'Angelo. I I actually like Chevy Chase quite a bit, especially during that time period. I think I'm going to like it. I I think I'm going to like it. Um, Now, it does have um, Randy Randy Quaid, Quaid, doesn't it? Oh, it does. That (laughs) psycho motherfucker. Yes, it does. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, Christmas so far for us has just been, we've only covered one Christmas movie. That was Home Alone. We did that last week. Uh, We've covered three Michael Bean films so far. (laughs) (laughs) Christmas Vacation this week. Next week, of course, we've got Scrooged on the list, which is right before Christmas. My Um, favorite Christmas movie. And then uh, if we we manage to squeak out one in the very last week of December, too, we're going to do Gremlins for for Shannon. We're going to do some Gremlins. Those are my two favorite Christmas um, movies right there. Back to back. Well, that's that's why we did those Forget because one. mine are Home Alone and Christmas Vacation back to yeah. back. So it's all about it's not everything's about you, Stephen. Anyway, <laughs> that's gonna do it for us tonight. The balcony <laughs> is closed, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back uh, with another extras and epilogues with Stephen again. It's the same cast, so stay tuned for that. Until then, Funny. until then, uh, Hunter, quick, give me an alias quote to go out on. Oh shit! Oh, hang on. Oh god. That's my favorite. I one. don't like being. I don't like being on on uh, uh, on point here. We've we, we <laughs> done so many. Of them. All right, here we, we go. We're on over. express elevator to hell, going down. <laughs> <laughs>